Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle. What are we talking about today? I like when one of us (laughs) sings. (laughs) Okay, so another thing that we can't believe how many questions we, which we love. We, if this whole podcast can be people asking us questions and us telling them all of our like nonsense about it, I would love it. So we got I'm gonna just start writing in because you know I have a million questions about everything. (laughs) How do (laughs) it'll make me research it? (laughs) Jenna and I are unplanned homeschoolers. We both had secret dreams to homeschool one day and then never came to fruition. Then a little pandemic known as COVID-19 came through. Wait, so you can you say the pandemic made our dreams come true. I don't think it I do feel like you're living your dream every day at homeschool. Some days is actual prison, right? You mean the other day when I was like, I just have to leave and I have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your you left your children with your husband who's very capable. Don't mind me just No, I left them in the clothes, woods, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. They they know the woods yep. like the back of their hands. They do. Um, we got a million questions, and we're going to answer all of our viewer questions slash listener yeah. questions. And they'll and kind then, of be like ingrained in this con, mm-hmm. though, because they kind of just flow. But we also wanted to do this right now, homeschool, because I just got a letter from our county, our schools, saying that you can district. submit your – yeah, thank you, district – you can submit your notice of intent to homeschool. I feel like when Janelle and I started it, we did feel kind of rushed and I wish I had more time to plan. Like I feel I like we were kind of like on the fucking fence. overwhelmed. Yeah. Everyone was like, did you submit your NOI? And I was like, what the, what is an My NOI? What? My what? My what? I could you not? So notice of intent. What Jenna just said is an NOI. If anybody, which we'll comes go over you, all of these like terms for you guys. But I was like, I don't know what any of that means. And no, every state has super. Du- which we've learned firsthand now. Every state has super duper duper different laws, guidelines, requirements, and we had a jump through a lot of hoops in Richmond, in the Richmond suburbs that we lived in. And then in Chicago, you just do whatever you want. In the state yeah. of Illinois, you well, just do Well, and I think yours you was a little more complicated because you moved in the middle of a year, which we can I go moved, over too. Which I technically, I was going to move three times in that school year. And uh, in Richmond, I had to resubmit an NOI with our curriculum each move mm-hmm. and get it approved by the superintendent of that district. And in Illinois, I basically can do whatever I want. It's so interesting. I'm I'm going to talk a little more, and I think Janelle is too, from the Richmond, or I guess it's Virginia side of it. Just know that it might be different where you live. However, I feel mm-hmm. like we are a little more on the strict side in Virginia. So if mm-hmm. anything, you'll be overprepared. There you go. Um, yeah. Because I know like when Janelle moved, I was like, okay, so let's talk testing. And she was like, I don't have to test. You're and on I was like, your own, baby. <laughs> 
Jenna's son and my son were in the same pre-kindergarten class, which was called junior kindergarten or JK. So they were in a class of eight, and we both knew for very different reasons or similar reasons, depending how you look at it, that each of our sons needed really small class sizes for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, My son, I'm pretty sure we're dealing with, it's parent-diagnosed ADHD, but checks almost all the boxes. And there was one box that it was like the disorganized box. And I was like, oh, he's not disorganized. Well, it's because I was doing it all for him, like his book bag. And like teachers were too, because he was in pre-K. And now that we're a little more into it, I'm like, okay, now we check all the boxes. And I needed somebody that was going to be strict, but kind. So I was an educator before. Another good point too, is the differences we've had in struggles between educator and barely graduated high school. You went to college though, so that counts like, for something. I went to a school where they held college classes. Right? I didn't like pursue much of college. <laughs> True. <laughs> I knew personally after being an educator and being in the education field that ADHD is an issue where the child cannot control some of their behaviors. And I didn't want my son punished for that. However, I wanted him to have coping skills and have somebody that would work with him. That is kind of why we were like, okay, we can't send him into big mainstream public school, which by the way, a lot of people don't know this, but you can tour all the schools. Well, it might be a little different right now with COVID, but we toured public, private, and then we looked into some of the like more earthy ones. We tried a Waldorf school when my son was little and it wasn't a fit for us. So we kind of explored all the branches. But every time I say we toured the public school, people are like, you can do that. And they loved it. They were so accommodating and kind. And I was like, if my son's going to go to school in a huge yeah, school, like yeah. he needs to see this. Like he's only been yeah. in a preschool before. Well, and that's a really good point too, because I took Zach to speech at a public school and he would always see like the classes changing and I could see his eyes like, Aww. and I was like, oh, there's no way this kid can hack like right. moving from class to class. And both of our kids have summer birthdays. So we had already kind of held them back. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't much more holding back we could do except for to put them in the smallest class size possible. So Zach has had history with um, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. And at the time, his speech therapist and his occupational therapist both really, really strongly recommended that we try to get him in the smallest class size possible because his speech was still a little behind and his gross motor was still a little behind. And so the school that he would have funneled into for kindergarten was at like, I think, 170% capacity. So the class sizes were gigantic. He was so on the cusp of being ready that they were just like, I mean, he will survive. He has great social skills and he has great people skills, but you're going to have to really stay on top of all the extra stuff in Mm -hmm. OTPT and speech because he will be a little behind. And if you could get him in a smaller class situation for one more year, you would be in a really good place. And so Jenna and I being in the creepy cults that we're in together... Got them both into the same kindergarten, private Well, we didn't even know. Do you remember we were going to go tour and my kid had been out of school for a week with the flu. We went back to school and you were like, we're going to tour this public, this yeah, private school next to you. And yeah. I was like, oh, we're going today too. And our appointments were literally back to back. And that we had hung so out funny. once at this point. And so I forgot about that. We <laughs> talked about it on the playground yes. and we were both like, what's the name of it? Oh, oh yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the same one I'm seeing. And you we weren't even thing. planning on moving out here yet, right? We were going to drive. deciding 
factor yeah. like for you to well, move we out were here. Looking, we were looking at only private schools and we had toured private schools in the entire Richmond metro area, like yeah. downtown Richmond, all the way out to where you guys were. There was one school that was five minutes away from us that we sort of liked, but was a little bit too academically driven. But all the other schools that we liked were 30 to 40 minute drives that I was going to be making twice mm-hmm. a day, plus whatever I did with my younger son. So yeah, you would be 10 minutes away from school. We yeah. were making a big driving commitment. Before, and then we ended up planning to move next to the school and next to you. But right. you know. Yeah, our driving was the same. It was like basically you turn right or you turn left to go to public or private. Um, yeah. And I did let my son decide. I let him tour both and I let him decide. And we were, my husband and I were still on the fence at the time too. Because I feel like with private school, it's a hit or a miss, honestly. I went to private school and I went to two different ones and one was great and one was eh. I think it's very personal decision as well as I know a lot of people told me don't do private school, especially if your son needs accommodations because private school doesn't provide services. But then I had a friend tell me, well, they don't know your kid like you know your kid. And so do what's best for your kid. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to do what's best for our kid. And if he needs more help, then we'll get him more help. But at this point, he needs this low, like, what do you call it? Yeah, like low class size, but like where there's not a ton of distractions. Like when we went to go tour the school and I was a kindergarten teacher, I know what it's like to have 25 kids in a classroom. And trust me, I, if I ever go back to teaching, I want to teach in public school again. I loved it. I don't agree with everything, but I loved it. And my son was so overwhelmed seeing kids do centers and his brain was just like, I couldn't even get him out of the classroom because he couldn't focus on me to tell him it was time to go. You could tell he liked it, but he felt very overwhelmed. Everything, the halls, everything, all the rules. And then we saw the cafeteria and that was kind of the breaking point for him. And he's a very social kid. He's not shy by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows his limits in terms of focus and academics. He He really struggles with impulse control. Yes, his little mind was just going. So, and then we toured the private school, and we were very fortunate that the private school right by us was wonderful. When we moved out here, we made sure it had a good public school, and we didn't even check out the private schools. Yeah, it was a good surprise. It was a very, I would almost say like more nature based. They walk outside, they have all these little buildings, and then they go to class in like different buildings. And so they're always walking outside. We had signed my daughter up. She was going to be in the class right next to him, which he, my son thought was like the coolest thing in the world. And so at the time we knew each other and we were like, okay, so we have six other kids in this class. Like, I think we can do it. And the class wasn't (laughs) even full when COVID started. So yeah, it was super small. Because you were Facebook stacking all the other parents, Jenna. Mm -hmm. I really was. (laughs) And I'm like, did you find so-and-so? Like, maybe that's not their real name. I will say also the school was so open to communicating. At first, they were yeah. really hard to get a hold of. Turns out flu had hit hard for them too. So we're like, oh, flus. I feel, yeah. feel bad for you. Then they started answering our questions and were very kind and accommodating. And not only that, when we went on the tour, they answered my son's questions, which I thought was really special and unique. And I made it known like, I don't expect him to come home and be in trouble every day. I expect you guys to help him. And they were very open and honest about that. And we met the teacher and she was the perfect amount of strict and the perfect amount of kind. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So school went out for everyone. We already had our kids enrolled. We had already all put our down payments in. I had Mikey, my younger son, enrolled in the younger kids class. My husband had fought to get Mikey a special 
schedule because I didn't Mm -hmm. want him there three days a week. I only wanted him there two days a week. It had been like this whole thing. And then I was like, so the private schools could do a lot more with staying open during Mm -hmm. COVID. And so their numbers skyrocketed. We were like, well, shit. So now we're going to pay an arm and a leg to have our kids in the same predicament that they were in before. Which I told the school, I said, we will still stay in our contract if you will guarantee us that we can pull our younger son out because Mm. my at the time, three-year-old is not going to do virtual learning. Yeah. And they were like, we can't guarantee that we can let you pull out. And I was like, well, then I'm pulling Oh, uh, so you wanted them. to pull out like if they switched to virtual? If they switched to virtual, I didn't want okay. my three-year-old to be going to school virtual. Zach could hack virtual if he had to. Yeah. Mikey couldn't, and I wasn't going to pay that kind of money to have a three-year-old doing virtual school. Mikey was literally no. just going there to like socialize yes. and to get And I was going to say, let's face break. it, it was more for us at that point. Oh, I remember I telling break. my cousin and my cousin was like, you need a break. Like you need to put your kid in something. And now. Yeah. And so instead home. of having a break, <laughs> we said, fuck that. Yep. Let's all stay home every yes. single day for yep. a million days in a row. Yup. Our preschool was wonderful and they did virtual preschool, which bless them. However, it was taxing on Janelle and I. We were like, shit, this is brutal. And it was mostly our younger kids because our, young, our yeah, younger you kids can. are distracting our older kids or getting to do something special. So your older kids are throwing a fit or my daughter's climbing on my son, shutting the computer and my son could not focus. He can't Mikey loves to run like, up behind Zach's computer oh and kick it shut in the middle yes. of the class. And then I had videos kicked out of yep. the class. And I was like, cool, this is a uh, really and I beat there were times when I was just physically mm-hmm. restraining Mikey and like, I would have to cover. His oh, my gosh, he just yes. wanted to like kick and scream. And I was like, I can't do this oh. ever again. And if you have a kid who has a hard time with focusing, add in everybody's background is different. And so my son is son is sitting there on mute, like, why does so and so have this toy? Look at so-and-so's couch. Do you see that mess in their house? What? Why didn't they pick up their house? Why is their Christmas tree up in March? Like, son, it was interesting. It was a good thing to experience because we knew our kids' limits. That was the surefire um, litmus test yes. of, guess what? Your kid can't virtual school. So kudos to you for anyone who has endured that, which I think most of us have at this point. Mm-hmm. And props, props, props. I also knew personally my son struggles with big change rapidly. So we have to like ease him in and prepare him. And then I worried how he would handle if school was starting and stopping again. That was a concern, yeah. Yes. So then all on our own at different times too – we all decided we're going to homeschool. Yes. So our dream of homeschooling came true. Basically, Parts Jenna and I have really high home. anxiety. And we are, mm-hmm. as adults, also do not do well with unexpected change. And a big no. part of it for me even was selfish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to know, not know if my kid's going to school tomorrow or not. Yeah. That's too much up in the air for me all the time. And I don't want to be living in that weird, like waiting for the mm-hmm. email limbo. With anxiety, I was also like, I want my babies close to me right now. I need to make sure they're okay. You have mm-hmm. legitimate germophobia, like diagnosed. Yeah. And yeah. we were, I was still like grieving the loss of my dad. And we were kind mm-hmm. of in like a fight or flight situation. And we just did mama hen where you t- we just tucked all yep. our chicks under our wings and said, let's fucking go. And the good thing is our sons were completely on board at this point. And we tried to like be very positive about everything, yeah. but we also let them know We don't know what's going to happen next year. You're probably going to have to wear masks. You're going to have to be six feet apart. 
your school could shut down again and you might have to do virtual again. And my son was like, no, mom. And I was like, the other option is homeschool. And he's like, let's do it. So we dive right in. So here we are in this homeschool world. Janelle's doing it. She knew another neighbor who's now my neighbor was Mm -hmm. homeschooling. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's just do it. It's not that simple. First, you have to submit a NOI, which is a notice of intent. And Mm -hmm. you can be as specific or as unspecific as you want. I feel like we have nothing to hide. So I just went online and filled out the form. There are some people that are like, you don't have to provide that. You don't have to provide anything. You just have to say, I'm homeschooling and put your kid's name. Filled out the form. It was super easy. Ours was online because it was during COVID. And then wait for a response saying, we got it. You're good to go. So I'm like, I was a teacher. So I just went on to the website and printed off all the standards. So If you don't know what that is, basically you can go onto your public school's website, find your student's grade, and then by subject, print off what they're expected to know. And that's by the end of the year. So I printed them all off and I'm like, I'm going to do my own curriculum. That was fun for the first few weeks. But doing everything from scratch ended up being so overwhelming. And I knew I had to engage my son. So I couldn't just be like, okay, we're going to learn the alphabet. Repeat after me. I think about six months in, I said to my husband, like, can I just buy it? And he was like, go for it. Of course. I can't believe you lasted that long. I know. I immediately just bought a curriculum and was like, and here's your work pages. Oh, and curriculum is basically what you're teaching. Is that right? Yes. The other thing I didn't realize was how many different curriculums curriculas. One million. (laughs) There's Right? It's ridiculous. And then there's ones that are like, this is just for science. This one is for math. Or you get on Facebook boards and it's like, we did this for English, this for math, this for history, this for... And I'm like, what? Or you also have to decide how secular you want it to be. Do you Mm -hmm. want this to be Jesus's in every lesson or do you want no Jesus? And homeschooling requires you to make some pretty serious decisions regarding how secular you want your... And then there's even, do you want to follow a certain person's teaching methodology? Like there's Charlotte Mason and there's more of like unschooling. In Illinois, unschooling is a big thing. And all the homeschool groups that I have joined are homeschool slash unschool groups because it is such like a positively revered thing. And I don't think it was... In Richmond or in Virginia, it wasn't like that because I had to provide what what specific curriculum I was going to be teaching. Which actually you don't. I, they tricked me. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I had to provide like, my I don't high care, school so transcripts. That I think you might have to. I think it's like your name and your trans. Oh, that's the other thing. You have to have a high school diploma. God I don't know what happens if you finding your high school diploma. Oh, if you you if then, you didn't graduate from high school. Yeah. I don't know if you just I can. Mean, a thing happens to you if you live in Illinois. Right? So there's another one that you have to forge know. it. Do you want to show this GPA or should we block it out? I I, I told Jen I had like a full existential crisis because my GPA was so low in high school that I was like, they're going to reject me. And right? our other friend that homeschool was like, they can't reject you. And I was yeah. like, when they see my GPA, they're going to yep. reject me. So yeah. So then there's like also nature-based, which is what I started out as. And it was great until my son basically wanted more. And I was like, okay, I need to give him more. So that's when we bought the good and the beautiful. If you want to write that down, I get asked all the time. I love it for elementary. I don't know if we'll stick through it. It's simple. It does have moral lessons as well as even art lessons kind of tied into the art in it. Yeah. Like the reading and the math, Mm -hmm. as well as there was one place I could go to buy it all. They have options for downloads. So you don't have to spend a ton of money. They have options Mm -hmm. where you can just say, ship me 
everything. Manipulatives, I want it in a binder. I want the whole shebang. I bought first grade, or sorry, that's the other thing. With homeschool, it's like levels. Level and the one. good thing about the good and the beautiful is that it let, it gives you test assistance yes. to tell you where your kid is. Because I actually had to go under kindergarten for Zach for reading and then at kindergarten for math. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing first grade math and finishing his kindergarten language arts. Yes. And so you can kind of like stagger it based on mm-hmm. their needs. I mean, they have everything from like handwriting to science. And it does get overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. If you are interested in homeschooling, feel free to pick our brains. I will say I only bought reading and math. Everything else we do on our own. We Mm -hmm. do our own science lessons. However, school was getting super long for us because we do sight word practice. We read an interest book. We do writing. We do math facts. And then we do our lessons. So it was getting super long with science tacked on. I told my kids, because they're not tested on science in the kindergarten level. So we are going to do science all summer. Kindergarten is language arts and mathematics. Mm-hmm. The rest is yep. all up to you. They recommend adding in science, history, and handwriting, I believe. Yeah. So then you complete your days and we're just kind of doing review and having fun. I ordered his test. So that was insanely overwhelming to me, the testing that process. Was really stressful. And I was when you mm-hmm. kept texting me about it, I was like, when should I tell her that I don't have to do it? Because <laughs> this I is mean, awful. Yeah. I felt so, so then bad I was, for you. So then I go to our next friend and I'm like, what the hell do I do? And she was also a teacher and she was like, I don't know. So the tricky thing is most states, you do not have to test a kindergarten level unless your kid is six by a certain okay, date. Yeah. Ours was, I, I don't know that you're talking about seven. I don't know. Yeah. So basically since Janelle and I gave our sons an extra year, we had to test at the kindergarten mm-hmm. level. I felt like there wasn't as much research out there about it. I did join this group called Heave, which I think the name is awful. Um, the name is awful, but it makes sense if you read it as what yes. it is. It's what home it's school home educators. educators association of Virginia. I wrote it down. Heave, heave. If you are in Virginia, join that on Facebook because they are fucking angels. I sorted through so many posts and I was still overwhelmed about testing in kindergarten. I felt confident for when we get to first grade. So I was like, Hey, I'm sure this has been asked a million times. I'm still so overwhelmed. Can someone help me with what test is best for a kindergarten student? I have never tested before. This is all new to me. The admins of the page were responding to me like, here's links. Here's what we suggest here. Look at this chart. Look at this. They weren't like, oh, see other posts. And then other moms were chiming in. You're not allowed to ask this question. It's (laughs) it's pinned at the top. Exactly. Which you know happens in these mom groups. I do know because I was on Facebook for 10 months and that's a thing now since I was gone. It's ridiculous. So then other moms were like, we tried this one and it was great. And here was our experience. And it was wonderful. And then I felt confident and I just ordered it. So I did buy a practice test because my son's never done like the bubble filling in. It's not a scantron, I believe. I think it's like, I think he actually fills out in the book, but it is the bubbles. Oh boy, I would be making help. Ezra's for sure going to just be writing like Ezra using. No, he actually was becoming a perfectionist about it because he does not like to be wrong. And he was like, I don't want to 
get this wrong because I didn't fill it in right. I'd rather get it wrong because I was wrong. And so we did a practice one today and he's like doing the circle perfectly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. But he did great. Zach had one of those just regular um, assessments today and he got one wrong and he was like, oh no, oh no. And I was like, no, you got 36 out of 37 and you have to think about retaking it at 30. You got 36 out of 37. And he was like, what do I do? Are you, what should I do? And I was like, literally nothing. You wrote a two instead of a three. Like, oh my gosh. And I feel like that is going to be, I think that is going to be one of the struggles of homeschool is it is so slow paced. We master every single thing before we move on that I think it is going to be hard when they have to realize like you're going to get stuff wrong and it's going to be okay. Somebody told me to practice that with my son before we take the (gasps) test because these are standardized tests. So they have multiple ranges of questions from your child should absolutely know this to this should be above their level. Oh, interesting. So So we practiced that that. today and he did cry because he got one wrong. And I was like, no, like, and so I told him about like picking the best choice and everything. And so we worked on it and it was good, but that was a whole other thing. Okay. So testing, there's a ton of different tests. If you have to test, that's the other thing to look. You can have an assessment done, which is basically somebody comes and evaluates your, or you hire someone to evaluate your kid. If your kid is older, they can do it online. They just have to sign up for like a time slot or there's the traditional paper. And Heave has a huge chart, basically like comparing all the tests. Now, Janelle doesn't have to do any of that. How do they, do you know how they track like truancy? Uh, somebody no. said in one of the message boards, like keep your yearly calendar that you check off the days you homeschool. And if somebody shows up at your house, you just hold it up and they say, good day to you, ma'am. Wow. It's that's an interesting. Old, tiny person on a horse. In a you would carriage. think that's, you would think that's more of an inconvenience to go around versus, okay, they don't, XYZ. I guess. But I suppose if one of your neighbors like hated you and mm. wanted to get you in trouble and was like, she doesn't even teach her fucking kids, they could like send someone here. What happened to just like putting a possum in the mailbox? I mean, I mean that's how you and I handle things. But that's, that's true. Some people like to call and tell on people instead. Get their kids taken away. Yeah, let's get our kids taken away instead. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't have to do anything now. So you picked the paper test is what you're telling me. Okay, I I didn't. You you and I never fully discussed after I jumped ship and was like, you're on your own, right? (laughs) And the test looks fairly easy. I think it'll go really well. I looked into getting him an evaluator, but my son, when he meets someone new, wants to know everything about them and their outfit and their dog tests yes and asking and then if he's in a new location I mean he's gonna want to know when was this structure built is it sound who has walked these floors he's gonna like want to feel the grain of the table and smell the environment fully (laughs) exactly so I was like that's not gonna work for us we went over like the logistics I feel like if you have any other Mm -hmm. questions please reach out to us I think we should go over like a little bit of our background. I went to school for early childhood education at TCU, Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas. Bless you, child. (laughs) It it was a wonderful program. I studied early childhood education, special education, and then I got my certification in ESL, which is English as a Second Language. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And so I was like, I can do this. I will say, schooling your own kid 
versus 25 rando kids that you love to death, but they're not from your body. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I feel the pressure on so many levels. One, being an educator that I should know it all and that my kids should be reading at age two. Yeah. Two, the fact that I was a teacher and I could teach 25 kids and now I'm teaching one. My kids should just be a fucking genius. Oh I don't give gosh. a shit what you have to say. No. <laughs> and when my kid doesn't quote, I call it perform because that's basically all these tests are. My kid can do fan fucking tastic all week. And then when the test comes, he fucking bombs it. And so mm-hmm. I just call it, he's performing or he's not performing. Yeah. I, it gets to me and I'm like, oh shit, what did I yeah. do? What did I do? And so- You do take it personally. And you and I, I had a conversation so about that once because you're like, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, right? I don't understand why you care. And I was like, I think we talked about it on another episode because I was like, oh, I don't ever worry about if I'm doing a good job or not. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's because you were a teacher and you were an educator. I and mean, at one point, someone cared if you did a good job of teaching or not. Exactly. No one's ever cared if I did. But it's it's a whole other mind <laughs> fuck teaching your own kids. And then you also being a stay-at-home mom, you're in your work environment 24-7. So the laundry's staring at you. The dishes. Yeah. Then you have this other human. So you're basically like teaching two kids in one class. I just usually let my daughter play. However, she always says she wants to do activities. But even when she's playing, she wants to be near us. There she is with the Indominus Rex and my son is throwing a bit about it. Mm-hmm. Our oldest sons are the same age, but I, my second kid is a year older than your second kid and I make my second kid learn with us. Yes. But Which is on awesome. Extremely watered down version. Like Did you most, buy him like a pre K curriculum? No. No, he, if he finds something Zach is doing interesting, mm-hmm. he will jump in. Like today had two art pieces that they discussed, and he was like, cool, I like talking about the art. And it was yes. like, my daughter like put those. these yeah. yeah put these in categories hard things and soft things okay and Mikey was like Mikey you can do that or like yes. what do you think is pretty about this picture and then if there's a game they will play the game together because there's a lot of games in the gun yeah. beautiful today he just played with all Zach's and so Jenna said manipulatives earlier and I didn't know what that meant until I was oh, a sorry. homeschooler but that's teacher <laughs> jargon yeah so those is. of us that are not that are from a waitress <laughs> So manipulatives are like the little pieces that come with it for learning, like yeah, um, like math counting cubes, cubes. And yeah, count, yeah, and like whatever the round, whatever those things are, where you slide the pieces across yep. to count to twenty. So Mikey just played with the shapes that he, there are little wooden shapes that come with it and he just names the shapes while Zach was oh, working cute. on his assessment. And I keep a book that is cut out and paste that I mm-hmm. just cut a page out of for Mikey to work on because that's very age appropriate. And then I also have three dry erase templates yes. that are tracing numbers, tracing his names, and then like pre-writing tracing that he does with dry mm-hmm. erase markers if Zach has work that's hard for Mikey to do. We just ordered some more of those because my daughter at the beginning of the year thought He's the dotted lines because we had the same. We were like, we're practicing cutting as well as tracing. She wasn't into letters at all. She was two. I wasn't paying attention. And she was like, oh, dotted lines on cutting. Well, dotted lines on tracing. So she cut them all up. So excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. That's a typical homeschool day. If you are wondering what a glimpse into our life is like. Or you like one child unattended and it's it's a shit show. I came over the other day and Zach had finished his work. And I was like, Mike, you need to finish gluing before you can be done. He put glue on the floor and then used his foot to like wipe the glue around to like hide it and then had his foot hiding the glue that he had rubbed around on the floor and I was like (laughs) 
I'm just going to stay here all day, mom. (laughs) Like, why didn't you, you're going to get glued to the floor. Why didn't you just tell me that you spilled glue on the floor? But like, that's anytime Mikey spills, he uses his foot to like smush it in and hope that that. What did, what did he um, smush this morning with his foot, Janelle? He definitely um, pooped on the floor, but that was with a paper (laughs) towel. He wiped it up with a paper towel. (laughs) He cleaned it up after himself, but it got on his hands. Um, Sometimes he stays naked for too long and then crouches down to play with something and gets confused. It's fine. I mean, we all do. It happens to me on the regular. (laughs) That's why I wear clothes all the time so I don't accidentally poop on the floor. That's why Janelle Um, wears yoga pants because they're extra tight. They keep keep it all in. So Um, what is your background and did it prepare you to homeschool? Okay, so I have no educational background. However, I don't have a college degree, but I did go for the amount of time a doctor goes. So I'm basically Mm -hmm. a doctor. But my uh, minor in college was child psychology. Had it been my major, I probably would have graduated because it is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Jenna knows this. I read for recreation. Oh, it's so fun to talk like psychology with you. My favorite. If I had 15 hours spare time every day, five of that I would dedicate to reading child psychology books. I love reading about how other kids learn in other countries. I love Mm -hmm. the Danish um, ways of teaching. I love outdoor teaching. I love play-based learning. I love all of these things. And that was a big reason we ended up at the preschool we ended up at. And just all of my background in child psychology and child rearing Mm -hmm. made me very sure I could do it. Also, just like a false sense of bravado, perhaps. Well, And I think we also had personally like support. We were both like, I'm pretty sure we're going to do this. And I remember each day we'd be like, what's your percentage? I don't at one point, we're like 50 50 because we were trying to decide between our private school or homeschool. And it would go up slowly, slowly. I did feel more secure knowing we were going to be doing this together. And we could kind of bounce things off each other, especially with our kids. And we had our third friend that was super good at researching curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. And our third friend that homeschools was like, this is the curriculum I'm going to use. Look at it. And I Mm -hmm. just ordered all of it because I knew that she knew what she was talking about. I just dove headfirst into it. We never quit homeschooling over the summer. So when school went out, we homeschooled all the way through the end of the school year and then just continued right through the summer because Zach really, 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 really struggled with reading and letters and blending mm-hmm. sounds. And so we spent most of our summer focusing on phonics and reading and blending sounds mm-hmm. and trying to find different fun ways to play games. And it, I mean, it was an hour a day. Mikey played yeah. Play-Doh. And I will say with curriculum, really research one, everything about the curriculum. There are a lot of biased opinions, positive and negative about them. Two, the standards that your child is supposed to know at the end of each grade level vary by state. I taught kindergarten in Texas and there were some things that I was very surprised were not standard in Virginia. I chose to teach them to my son and I was very surprised by that. So I also being the perfectionist and having an educator background, like I said, I printed all those out and I made mastery checks for those. And that's also a good starting off point for your year. If you don't know where your kid is or even what level you want to do, because that's the uh. nice thing about homeschooling is even though we're doing level one, we're testing for kindergarten because that's the level for his age, if that makes yeah. sense. And so take that into consideration when you go into it. You can, like I said, 
the curriculum. You can print it off, look at it per subject and just say, my kid knows this, this, this. Oh, I don't know if they know this. Let me ask them. And there were some lessons, even in the good and the beautiful that I was like, this is a little too basic for him. I'm not going to just teach it to teach it. We're going to skip over it. Yeah. And that's a pro of homeschooling is you can do that versus when you have 25 kids in your class, your lowest student is not going to know that stuff. And so you have to teach the absolute basics. And so your more advanced students, if you have a good teacher, hopefully they're giving them different levels of work, but that's also a lot on a teacher. So don't expect it. I feel terrible for teachers that just, I mean, I feel terrible for teachers through all of this because it's been a living nightmare of a year for them. Mm -hmm. But also I never even thought about that. that Oh girl, I taught multiple levels of children in the same classroom. That would be so stressful. I taught a bridge class. It was a second and third grade class. No. So I had second graders and third graders in a room. So for math, I would teach math and I would have my lower students and my higher students. So I would have different lessons and different activities based on that. And then I had to do it for the next grade, all within the same time constraint that a teacher had to teach one grade. So you were doing literally two jobs. You were two That's what, what my breaking point was. Honestly, there was not support and I was working every night Mm. until 10. Okay. So did you have friends, family, or growing up, no people at homeschooled? No. Uh, Weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's true. Say it. Say it all. I know. That's what we're here for. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to start playing by the rules now. I don't know if you've heard the name of this. But I knew a couple as when I became a mom, I knew a couple Mm -hmm. of people that homeschooled that were not what I would consider outliers. And I was like, cool, that's like my jam. I would love to do that. And they were doing it for the same reasons. Like my kid is really advanced in one area and not so advanced in another area and needs something that one grade can't offer them. Or like one of my girlfriends has just the smartest like seven-year-old daughter that could probably go into fifth grade. And Mm -hmm. so like there's some kids that just don't quite fit into the proper molds here. Um, but growing up, I knew, I think, two families and they all had like, they all had like eight or 10 kids. Yes, 10, and tons of kids. Yes. Tons of that kids. That was the and only is, family I knew yeah, too. Within my own immediate, not immediate, but my own extended family still, mm-hmm. I am kind of seen as the weirdo because I'm yes. homeschooling because it still has that stigma of being the thing that people with eight or 10 kids do because yep. the older kids teach the younger kids and that's part of their like religious choice or you do it mm-hmm. for this reason or that reason. I clearly was not homeschooling for religious reasons. I don't I don't know if you know the answer to this, but what does it mean when they say religious reasons? Is that they prefer to integrate religion into all of it or their religion They'd like says- it to be more religious, but also there's a lot happening in the world right now in politics and stuff where they don't want what is being taught in school to be taught to their okay. children. That makes regarding sense. Regarding sex and then like regarding transgender education. I jokingly say I also don't, I also homeschool my kids for religious reasons, but the opposite. Where like, mm-hmm. I want to be like, on Columbus Day, we talk about Pocahontas and some of the and Sacagawea and mm-hmm. I want to talk about all people non-binary I want all of yeah. us to be buds and that's your religious right religion was my truest calling and I felt that way I would pull my kids out too yeah the only family I knew growing up that homeschooled was one large family their kids were awkward and that's what we get a lot came that's off as rude. rude even being an educator was like my kids will go to school then I had mm-hmm. kids and I was like my kids 
will school based on what that individual child needs. Yeah. I think my daughter will do great in a traditional school. Absolutely. My son, not so much. Mm-hmm. Second <laughs> kid is ready to go to kindergarten right now. Public school yes. put his little four-year-old ass on the bus. Yes. And that's but. nothing I've done. I have prepared my son to go to school. I personally think And I think socially he'll do great. He will. But he will either be in trouble all the time or he will fall behind because he has good coping mechanisms to act like he is learning when really he's (gasps) not picking up anything. He's a learning chameleon. He really is. Yes. Because he does like to follow the rules as long as his mind will allow him to. I mean, he struggles with impulse control, so that gets a little tricky. Yes. But he does like to follow the rules. So if he's supposed to sit there and be quiet and listen to the lesson, he's going to sit there and be quiet, but he's not going to listen to any But of the his lesson. brain is going to be like, rockets, dragon, rocket, dragon, Godzilla. Dinosaur, and yeah, he's going to yeah. be picturing his teacher Megalodon. as Godzilla. Yeah. Yes. And he's the kid He's the kid sitting in the back of the class drawing comics that gets in trouble, but then makes a million dollars later in their life for drawing yeah, comics. Yeah, they're going to be all right. So, they just I mean, he already draws time. Exactly. And I think that's another thing that we should point out is that you and I are two Choosing to continue our homeschool journey next year, even though realistically school will be back to by all means normal. So let's break the socialization stigma. I now having school aged kids have met families who have private school, public school, homeschool, hybrid, which I will touch on in a second. Personally, I think a lot of the stigma came back in the day. It was not common to homeschool your kids. Yeah. Now it's super common and there are homeschool play groups or homeschool community groups that you can get together and socialize. I know that was a big question that we got with socialization. Socialize, yeah. There were times when Janelle and I would say, our kids just need a day of fun and we would get together all day and play. There was no book learning. There was a lot of social learning. I think our kids are fine socially. My kid, honestly, I feel like he can talk to adults. He can talk to teenagers. I mean, we were at the skate park yesterday and he understood like teenagers, teenager behavior. He interacted with them. He was not that awkward kid. He was not that asshole kid either. And he did great. I would say he is socially advanced. And so what is your reasoning for staying home next year? So next year, one, there's not a small classroom setting available to us right now. And two, my husband and I have looked into buying an RV. My husband is still working from home and we don't know if that's going to be forever, but right now it's another year. So we are going to homeschool and my husband is going to work and we're going to travel. I don't know if that opportunity will ever present itself again. I don't think it will. And if my husband goes back in a year, I don't want to regret that and be like, I wish we did that. Like these are memories my kids can make. And we do know how remarkably privileged we are to have the ability Mm -hmm. to travel and roam the country freely. But that is a big one for us is a a year of travel, a year of the world reopening and us getting to go enjoy all the experiences that we Mm -hmm. kind of hid away from for the last year. Exactly. My kids also, because of kind of, which I've touched on in other episodes, some of the like lasting effects of the trauma of Mm -hmm. watching my dad pass away need more time to kind of assimilate to new things. And Mm -hmm. so the COVID situation still being a little bit precarious Mm -hmm. right now, I think it'll still be a little bit precarious coming into September. And if I were to just shove them back, 
I think mm-hmm. they would have an adverse kind yes. of psychological reaction. They just need another year of transition. My son asked to be homeschooled. We we talked to him about it and he wants to be homeschooled next year. And, and I do yeah. take that into consideration in all my decisions. I was going to mm-hmm. ask you, how do you socialize your kids? It is hard. And I will say my one um, tried and true, which is from all of the psychology reading I have done in terms of young brains developing the truest truth that I've come across in all other cultures besides ours mm-hmm. is that children under the age of seven Fuck yes. really I know what you're only, gonna say. Yes. Yeah, bitch, I'm going to say it. They only need the socialization of their parents. But a lot of the cultures that have the happiest kids mm-hmm. hold kids out of school until they're seven, which yes. we tried our hardest to emulate in sending mm-hmm. our kids to school as late as we could. And so socialization-wise, my kid has a brother. You're welcome. I gave you right? something out of my vagina. And I you birthed have you that. your socialization. You're fucking. <laughs> but <laughs> even kids that are single children, we're letting the kids play with neighborhood kids. But we are noticing um, some differentials in my kids and kids the same age as my oldest. There's a little learning curve. He's a little bit unsure of where he stands. And Jenna has had to talk me over that mm-hmm. a few times in terms of, well, he's at the age where half of the kids want to do pretend play and the other half want to do big kid play. And so Zach was having trouble yep. kind of bridging that gap. And yep. he's not super athletic. There's been a couple of incidents since we moved of someone saying something to Zach and Zach taking it real personally mm-hmm. in regards to like, he's slow or he's this or he's that. So we're kind of in a working situation of working on here's what you need to say to someone instead of saying mm-hmm. something to me. But I think I'd have to teach and him that in public school too. Exactly. Like that's very Somebody would call him slow at school and he'd not tell anyone and he'd tell me when he got home and I'd still have to coach him through like, no, you need to say I don't appreciate when you talk to me like mm-hmm. that and I'm not going to play with you anymore if I don't like the way you talk to me. Like I would right. still have to explain that to him if it was happening at school. And you have to think like Zach's coming into a pre-existing group, which we all know as a adults how hard that is. They already have this ebb and flow of their group that Mm -hmm. works for them. And he's coming in adding another little figure and they don't know exactly how he fits. He doesn't know how he fits. And And Zach doesn't really come in quietly to any social situation. Zach's coming in full bore like, hello everyone, I'm here. Like, could you just like sort of fade into the background and see what the group's up to before you take over? Yes. (laughs) And even after school, like when your neighborhood kids Mm -hmm. are out playing guess what homeschool kids my kids are there too sorry um, we're creeping in we're coming out of I our know. creepy cave to play with yes. you so this kind of goes along with socialization but I will say also personally I think it's been a lot of life lessons for my son because he's home with us and so he helps with the garden he helps with the chores I know my husband said he wished his dad taught him more life skills but Yeah, I mean, his dad was working and then he was in school and then I'm sure some kind of after school care. When was the time for that? And so we're also making it a point to teach our kids Mm -hmm. life skills. Was your husband on board? He was, once I told him how much money he'd be saving. (laughs) You ain't got to write that fatty check to that private school. Hey, baby. Mm Um, well, that's no. what my husband said for us traveling. He was like, this is our homeschool money. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah and it is. I had wanted to homeschool and I really begged to homeschool before we lost our 
joined the private school and he was like, I just don't think it's for you. And he was right because I was in a very dark place from my dad's passing still. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't in the headspace. But then, you know, six months transpired between then and COVID forcing our hand. And Mm -hmm. I was in a better place. And I was like, Josh, I just want you to know, like, if they go Zoom in this Mm -hmm. school, the kids are not going to be doing well. And this is not, we're going to be in very similar class sizes to what we would be at public school. So I'd rather send them public or homeschool because private doesn't make sense to pay that much money to send them private when we were sending them private for the tiny, tiny class. So he was forced to be on board, but I can can fully attest that when there was no such thing as COVID, he was not on board with me homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was in a very did he and he, his place. was the socialization right because his was I talked um, to him socialization about it. and Josh always just thinks that everything should happen the way that all of society does everything and he um, married you I know it was a bad choice if you think about it <laughs> like a very bad choice on his part I also change like a chameleon every five years like I'm like what political party do I align yes. with this year Which what religion I am it. I this year what color hair do I have this time. And so you never quite know what you're going to get. I tell him he's lucky because it's like he's married to multiple women. It's true. He he doesn't believe that. But anyway. (laughs) I will say my husband was on board, but I feel like he has the personality that he's, if I say let's do anything out of the normal range, he's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like when I was like, let's RV around the country. He was like, yes. And this is the type of person I needed to be married to. Losing my parents. I was like, I'm done worrying about what society thinks. It still gets to me when people make comments. I have to be brought back down to earth, but I'm going to do what I want to do and what's best for me and my family. Is it going to be perfect every time? No, I'm going to make mistakes. I've had people say to me, you only gave your kid another extra year of of preschool and your homeschooling to keep them close because you want them at home longer. And I say, Fuck yeah, I do because yeah, what? So I what? know exactly. So fucking I, what? I don't want my kid going to college at 17. I know maturity wise, especially for a boy, chances are he will not be ready. I should have gone to college until I was 25. Definitely would not want to send a 17 year old boy. <laughs> if I wasn't married, I someone to like rein me down, I should still not go to college. Like, <laughs> I'm like, so what? So what? If I could have another year with my parents, I would do anything for that. And so guess what? If my kids are happy, I'm going to do that for them. And if I want to snuggle my babies for another year, I'm going to just back off. Like what is wrong with a mom wanting her kids home for another year? It's not like I'm saying they can never leave this house and I have them locked in a room. No, they've gone to Janelle's house. I've let my son sleep over. They are allowed to do what they want to do. Kid things. They play outside with unsupervised 18 hours a day. Right. They are doing just fine. I'm going to give my son another year to play and be little and have a childhood. Mm -hmm. Shame on me. No, like (laughs) Zach needs that extra little bit of nurturing. And if that makes me a weird homeschool mom, here I am. Wait, because you know your kid? No. Like here I am. If you decide to homeschool, if you decide to do private school, if you decide to do public school hybrid, it does not mean forever. It is. Switch it anytime you want. Anytime. You can send your kid back. The only thing I know they really caution is if you send your kid back mid-year, the curriculum might not align because what you were doing at home is completely different. So they might have already covered certain things at school. And so your kid could miss out. We always say like, we're taking it year by year. So we're planning to homeschool next year. So next year I have all of our standards printed out and I'm going to check those off. 
because if second grade comes and I'm wanting to send my son back or he's wanting to go back, I want to make sure he's ready. Just because yeah. you buy a curriculum, like I said, does not mean it aligns with your st- the standards. You can I even reach check out my state standards. You should. So, and you'd also, I think, be pleasantly surprised at how low the standards are. There it's, were a few things that my kids did not know from the kindergarten one that I was like, shit, we really like this got fully missed. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. It was like the life cycle of a frog, I want to say, or something. And they full on had no idea what life cycle meant or something. And I was like, didn't you go to, what what did you do last year? Because you did it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess we have to fully, there was a few things they had to like full on relearn from the Mm -hmm. standards of last year that I was like, they have no idea about this. And I think that's another misconception is that homeschool kids are behind socially and academically. Well, as a parent, and if you're choosing to homeschool, personally, I think that's your prerogative to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Also reach out to your public schools and say, do you have a recommendation for curriculum? There are resource people that can help you navigate the homeschool world. And it's usually the the person you get your notice of intent from or send to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. We've talked a lot about pros and cons. Here are some from our listeners. I'm so excited. As well as I think we need to add in some of our cons. Yeah, we've really talked this shit up and it can be nitty gritty sometimes. (laughs) It can be fucking insane. So (laughs) a pro, somebody said easier mornings getting ready for school. Yeah. I will agree. Our school that we're sending our kids to started at 8, 10. My daughter sleeps till 8, 40 most mornings, sometimes yeah, 9. what the fuck are you going to do, <laughs> Jenna? And my son, I mean, he's the good like 7, 37, 45. I would have had to be waking those babies up. Guess how many times be. a week I say to my kids, like, you would have already been in school for two hours oh right now. And they're like still up there, like brushing their teeth and wrestling mm-hmm. naked on the floor. And I'm like, yep. Mm-mm. If you our mornings, for the most part, unless we have some like an appointment, I lay in bed in the mornings and get stuff done on my phone. So I post stuff for the podcast and I do it first thing in the morning. So it's not on my mind all day. Yeah. I order, yeah, groceries do, you know, whatever needs to be done on my phone. And so a lot of people will be like, you're so great at communicating in the morning. And then I don't hear from you all day. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but that's my time on my phone. I know when I, when I don't hear from (laughs) Jenna for four hours from like eight to 12, I'm like, she's fine. Yeah. She's probably in homeschool. They'll be back. And yeah. And my kids go outside and play, go upstairs and play. They, sometimes decide to make breakfast. They go hang out with dad. They go to the garden. They do kind of what you would do on a weekend, I guess. It's Excuse so, you. I love the mornings. Like I my kids too. run I around love, in pajamas. It's and, honestly the best part of homeschool is just. Yes. Mm-hmm. So another person said there were no schedules. And I agree. We homeschool sometimes in the evening, sometimes early in the morning before my daughter gets up, sometimes mm-hmm. during nap time. Our main time is... 8.39, we do homeschool and then I work out and then we do lunch. They usually do lunch while I work out and then we're kind of done for the day, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes we have a play date at 10 mm-hmm. and so we don't do homeschool. Sometimes we'll just read a book before to get that out of the way and then we'll do homeschool during nap time or later in the day or Saturday. <laughs> yeah, or we skip it. It's so nice. And I will say another pro is just having everyone together. I feel like my kids have learned a lot about communication as well as 
you can tailor interest to your kids. Was it the Brave Learner, the book that talked about that? Mm -hmm. And I do that a lot with my son, especially if you have a kid who has a hard time paying attention, tweak any lessons, whatever you can do to get your kid to learn. That is so wonderful because you don't have 25 other interests to compete with. It's your one kid's interest. And then I'll have times where my son's like, I want to learn more about frogs. Like he said the other day, we spent all day catching tadpoles, finding eggs, catching frogs, catching the little itty, itty, itty baby frogs and fish and everything. We didn't do any paperwork that day, but my kids learned all about the life cycle of a frog. You know, it was, it was great. And that counts as a school day because it's like your field trip days. But that's also essentially like what unschooling is too. Um, This morning, Zach got up before my and I was drinking coffee and we were talking about something and he was like, I heard on my nature podcast, he started talking to me about climate change and wanted me to look up some words he had heard on his podcast about climate change. So this morning, Zach and I hung out and like read about climate change together yes. for a while. That's so fun to have a kid that mm-hmm. you like can read about something rad like that with. And it's, my son is into Godzilla and we got him a life magazine and he'll read little parts from it. And then he'll, he's usually reading in bed at night and then he'll call us on on like our Alexa and I'll be like, what is, and he'll spell out this really long. <laughs> I love when they do that. I yes. Zach was trying to read a word today and he was like position or something. And he was oh my like, gosh. Pos- pos- potion. <laughs> and I was like position, but we also got him some um, science-based comic books because Ezra got Ooh. him into comic books. And so we're reading a lot love of those and they're about like dinosaurs and mineralization and mm-hmm. things like that. Our schedule is kind of like yours. And the good thing about homeschool is our program, at least, is designed to be four days a week. My kids really, really benefit from learning for two days, having a day, which I call, which if you read a lot of these books, an absorption day, and then two more days of school. Yeah. So we almost always skip Wednesday. And our other friend that homeschools almost always skips Friday because they're just like over it by then. But my kids yeah. really need a day in the middle of the week to kind of like let their brains like catch up Mm -hmm. that has been one of the better um, pros of homeschool is they wouldn't Mm -hmm. have that at regular school when they come back to school on Thursday their brains have really caught up and they're really quick and with it again where the atrophy I think really would set in if we went five Mm -hmm. days a week and again it's knowing your kids and you can do that yeah we don't start school until September because my son has an early September birthday and then we go until I feel like we're done. I know some people that school kind of like you did all year. So they just do shorter days. And that's what their kids have picked to do. But that's Zach too. Is Zach is very type A and mm-hmm. needs that anchor of school in his schedule. Yeah, you've always said that. Yeah. He needs it. And when we don't do it, he kind of starts to spiral a little bit. And Mm -hmm. we'll be much more lax on it during the summer, but there's always going to be an hour of learning that is Mm -hmm. set at a certain time where we all, we have our little rituals. And so we'll go right through. So I think the biggest overall pro for homeschool is freedom, freedom to choose what you teach, when you teach, how you teach, where you teach, as well as like knowing your kid and tailoring it all towards that. So let's talk about the cons. Dun, dun, dun. You have to spend 24 hours a day with these small humans that you thought you had ejected from your body and now they're back. (laughs) One that we got from a listener was missing peers and playtime. And again, there are many ways to go around that. You can decide how much you want your kids to interact. There are, especially for the younger kids, there are so many out there. There's 
like wild and free. There's free forest school. There's hike it baby, which you could take your kids on hikes during the day. So you can do all of that. It's up to what you want to do. Find but other But I think that's a fair moms. con too, is that uh-huh. Zach really, 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 really loved going to school with his same little, because he's mm-hmm. a creature of habit. Loved going to school every day, seeing his same friends and having his set social circle and his set Mm -hmm. schedule because those teachers had a very set schedule. If they're that type of kid, they're going to miss it. There's this homeschool family I follow that's in Hawaii because you guys know uh, one day I'm going there. Jenna's dream (laughs) will be her ending up in Hawaii. And the parents take turns teaching. And so they kind of say the parent is in charge of science. They will teach a broad science lesson and then tailor little parts dependent on age group. Then they'll go to another house for, and it might be a completely different day for their English language arts. And they said that it works beautifully because they're kind of in like a school type environment, which with homeschool, you could decide how school-like you want to be and how non-traditional you want to be. You can have a chalkboard and a ruler for hitting if you want, or you can sit around on rugs. (laughs) Like today we all, you guys sat outside and on the deck yesterday laid out on a rug today in the front yard like mm-hmm. you can make it as formal or as informal as you I want. mean I make my kids wear uniforms every day so I think you should <laughs> with my name engraved on them <laughs> Jenna is my teacher yep so another con was that when they put their kid back in school they were behind and again I heard that and I completely agree and if you just need to make sure you do your research and get all the support you need to make sure your kid doesn't get behind. (laughs) Well, and I also talked to that mom a little more and she said her daughter, I believe she said she was already behind and then she homeschooled and it just didn't quite get her up to where she needed to be. I do believe there are kids that are just not super compatible for homeschooling and whether that be parents. parents, Yeah. yeah, It's a very, it has to be a very fine match, I think. Mm -hmm. And we got lucky in that it works, but I don't think Mikey would Mikey would not flourish being homeschooled for the I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like Ezra and I butt heads most days. There are some days where I'm completely done and my husband has to intervene. My son and I are very similar, but I don't struggle with attention issues and I have the perfectionist side. And so I see his inability to focus as a lack of trying and it gets to me and I have to be talked down a lot. And that is a big con for us is we butt heads. However, it has strengthened our relationship because we see how to work through those problems. We both have to admit we're wrong. As well as the other con of being a stay-at-home mom, being a parent, period, and homeschooling. I personally didn't realize what a time suck it would be. So this three, two, one, whatever, however many hours you're taking to homeschool, you don't have to be doing your normal stuff. I lose so much of my day because I'm homeschooling. I was not prepared for that at all. And that was a big con. Fully fucking present. Your kids can basically um, teach themselves as they get older. But for right now, you are fully, 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 fully immersed in their learning. Mm -hmm. When you're teaching young kids, you can't like pick up your phone and be like, oh, my target order. Let me just type it in real quick. You're on full-time duty. There's no, like you were saying about the chores, your chore time is cut down dramatically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say that once we got our routine down and it took us a few months, like it is pretty smooth sailing now. And so my son knows for every start of math and reading he does independent work first. And so I just set it out and he does it. And that helps oh, a lot. So nice. And that's yeah, when I, I usually go and do, because 
our homeschool room is upstairs usually unless we're outside. And that's when I'll do like a few little things like get my daughter dressed or something. So that does help. But it took a lot of training and a while to get And see, I don't have that kid either where I can't just like be like, please do this because him Mm -hmm. and Mikey will start like hitting each other and wrestling. And so the math thing has like every day you write like the date and um, your place values and Mm -hmm. there's the same six things. And I five times have to say, Zach, please finish your work. He will just be like. See, I turn on a timer. I'm mean. And I'm like, if you don't finish this. If you don't finish this, then you can do it after school on your own time. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a And there savage. are ones that he has to do. And it teaches them that. like... That's actually yeah. really smart. I maybe should start shifting some of the accountability onto Zach instead of me yeah. sitting there being like, dear sweet child, please, please, for the love of God, write right. the number that comes after 36. Yep. The other con I will say is the pressure of when you are homeschooling. Does your kid know how to X, Y, Z? And it's the same as when you have a baby. Is your baby sleeping through the night? Is your baby crawling? And you feel that pressure. And so I feel like when your kid is in school, it's like, I don't know, has the teacher taught him that? Well, you're the teacher. So there is that pressure. Yeah. And I feel like I get all the time, especially at the start, is your kid reading yet? How well can your kid read? Jack really fucking struggled with reading. And now that he is like kick-ass reader extraordinaire, I'm like, yes. Yes, yeah. and I shouted from the room because we worked our asses off mm-hmm. to get here. And you helped me a ton. And our other homeschool friend had to talk me through it so many times. Like, don't rush him. Don't rush him. Yeah. You're trying to keep up with somebody that the more you yeah. rush them, the harder it's going to be. And without both of you being like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is okay. Go slow. The slower you go, the better. And I think that's my number one. If I had to give one homeschool tip is you really can't go slow enough. Right. In my opinion. (laughs) I agree. I will say, though, I think it got to us because my son was hearing it versus a baby. Like if they're talking about sleep training, they don't know what you're talking about. And so my son was hearing, can your son X, Y, Z? And if I responded with not yet, he knew what that meant. And so he felt the pressure. And that's when we were in a little bit of a funk. We took it down a reading level and he's doing great and taking it down taking it back and yeah but you're Um, coming from a teacher place where I'm coming from a place where I know no standards or rules and I'm just like I only know everything about my specific area of interest in child psychology and so I'm going to do everything as slowly and nurturingly as possible and Mm -hmm. like all parenting is a fucking experiment if you think you know the right answer you probably don't. I don't probably know the right answer. I might be coddling the shit out of my kid and it's going to make his life hard when he's 13 to 17 or 43 to 49, whatever. None of us know what we're doing. We're all just trying our best. My kid right now needs that extra slowness. And so we're doing what works for us today and this mm-hmm. week and next week. And we'll see and where we are And my kid just that. needs help with strategies for focus and strategies yeah. for Surviving that has been the biggest the academic for world. Ezra is you yeah. have taught him so many strategies of taking accountability and coping and pacing yeah. and how to just like take all your distracted thoughts and kind of like whirl them in and funnel them down. Mm-hmm. And he would not have had that positive of an experience oh in gosh. a big, big old classroom. No. Oh, and one more pro. I think it's really cool, especially in the younger grades to see your kids learn and when something it clicks. is fun like when reading fun. or addition <laughs> clicks it is so cool it's like it's so fun when your son just picks up a book and starts reading it it is Don't even the start. fucking coolest thing ever crying. i can't yes. even think about it it's the best day ever 
However, here's a con for you. You can no longer spell shit to your friend no. because your kids know what you're spelling. Yeah, That's she's a, trying to spell a really bad. But. And you know, we let we like all the bad words, but Jess was mm-hmm. spelling an especially bad word to me the other day. And I was like, yeah. thank you for spelling that and spelling it fast so he couldn't hear it because like, holy shit, I don't need Well, and they can read everything. And I'm like, everything. I didn't think that through. So mm-hmm. yeah, Zach's yeah. like reading my book right now and I'm reading like, a very depression heavy book and he's mm. like what is that? and I'm like oh don't pick that up anymore it's right? like the Cassie David book about all of her like mental illness and I'm yes. like you should not be reading that it's way too heavy for you yeah. oh hybrid oh forgot real quick hybrid is basically because we had a question about this basically some schools will and it's usually private schools allow students to go part-time so whether it's some classes during the day or Two days a week, three days at home, or vice versa. Was this a thing before COVID that hybrid existed? Mm-hmm. Just not in we, Virginia or anywhere I've ever. It left. is. There are some in Richmond. There oh. are some in Texas. I know that it was our wish before private school. It's what I we never really even looked heard into. Of it until two months ago when it became yes. a realistic thing because of COVID. But there, it was one in Richmond, and I'm not sure if they had it for elementary. I know they had it for upper. But I was not willing to drive that far. So that went into it. Our public school is now offering hybrid, either virtual or in person. So you can send your kids any age up to two subjects a day. And then the rest would be homeschooled. If it's still around, which hopefully it will be in two years, that is what we are hoping for. Because you can, it's kind of the best of both worlds, right? It's a privilege because the mom has or parent or caregiver or someone has to have a flexible enough mm-hmm. schedule, mm-hmm. especially if you pick two subjects that aren't back to back, you are going to yeah. be driving a lot. But I think it's rad that a public school is offering this and you can do it, like I said, virtual. I thought it was a really cool option. So It's extremely cool. It's And I think that all schools should be reexamining how they yeah. were doing things before because killing these sweet, beautiful teachers for what they're mm-hmm. being paid it, is not the is not the jam. No. I have a lot of girlfriends that are teachers and the stuff they tell me for how much they get paid, it ain't right. Yeah. It ain't add in and the parents and the politics and all of it. Woo-hoo-hoo. So we are an open book about homeschooling, are pro all of it. We are pro whatever works for you. I am not anti-public school. Like I said, I loved the public school yeah. I taught at. It's just not right for us right now. Shoot us with your questions. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, email, doneplayingbytherules at gmail.com, all of it. We want to help you guys. We want to help you decide if this is right. We want to answer any questions, anything. And also, um, we're going to need you all to do us a big, 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 big favor and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because we are getting really exciting things happening. We're starting to- promo codes. Yeah, let us get you some promo codes. So go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Listen on Spotify, listen on Apple, and it would mean so much to us. And we will continue to answer all of your questions. And we will highlight every one of your topics that you are not talking with your friends about, but you want somebody Mm -hmm. to talk about. We'll do it. And And we should also plug the website. You can anonymously 
request topics, and anonymously make comments on the website dumplingbytherules.com. So Shout if you don't want to answer, thank you, Amy. If you don't want us to ever know who you are and you want to write like, I want to know why my husband's this goes into this part of his body or whatever, you know. What the fuck is that? I don't know. (laughs) Or if you want to write to us about your pleather kink, like write to us about whatever and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. And you will be fully anonymous on the website because Instagram, everyone knows, is not fully anonymous. No. And while you're at it, call your therapist. And take your meds. (laughs) 